Here we are again, Natalie. Jeff, we're back for another episode. Another episode of the Jalopy Corn Dog Hour. I'm very much that's they've been so good up till now. They've been so good. I've, I've been very happy with them. So have I. I you know, recording all of them, I've felt very lucky to be a part of something so special, if I may say. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> I think it's very special myself. And I think our next two here, this is going to be another mm-hmm. two-parter. I'm, I'm foreseeing many of ours into the future being at least two parts. We know people who love to talk. Yes, exactly. And why stop them? Why stop them? <laughs> um, so we're going to have... Who, who's on today? Who's on today? Well, today we have some incredible musicians and friends. We have Ernesto Gomez and Samoa Wilson. Fat boy <laughs> Wilson and old viejo bones... <laughs> I love the story about how they came up with those names, but we'll let y'all hear that. That's in our interview that we have coming up with them, which I really enjoyed being around for. I was so jazzed after that. I was yeah. I was skipping after that. It was such a good conversation. Um, we have some uh, more music from Jalopy Records, mm-hmm. and then we're going to finish out with uh, Wyndham doing a, another Woody Guthrie song. I just got our... our uh, uh, approval for using them. I was, I was writing, you know, tech, or, uh, emailing with Nora Guthrie, and she gave us the okay. So we're in the clear. Yeah, she wanted the recordings too, so I sent those to her. Yes. Thank you, Nora. Yes. Oh, thank you, Nora, so much. Well, I think we're ready to go. I think we are. Okay, let's go. The Jalopy Corn Dog Hour with your hosts, Natalie Jordan and Jeff Wood, recorded right here at the fabulous Jalopy Theater and School of Music in Red Hook, Brooklyn. So, without further ado, here we go! Yeah. 
comarca en nuestra taza. Great song. I really enjoyed that. I love that. You all just heard the newest release from Jalopy Records. It's a single titled Las Criatas off an album that will come out March 10th of this year. The album is called Dulce Sueños by Felipe Perez y sus Boqueros. Um, we chose this one not only because it is our newest release, but because Ernesto Gomez is the artist behind the album cover. And Ernesto Gomez is on our show today. Yes, our great old friend Ernesto Gomez and Samoa Wilson. They have been playing together for just a few years. I thought it was longer than that, but they've I been also friends it for was a long longer. time. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like five years ago or something. They but they're this, so good together. Yeah, well, yeah we, they're so good together. They have this essence that they've been playing together forever. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they call themselves Fat Boy Wilson and Old Viejo Bones, which is hilarious. Um, and they have, they have another record coming out. They said mm-hmm. they were working on another record. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have one on Jalopy Records mm-hmm. and then one on another label that I don't remember the name of. Yeah, he talks about it, huh? And yeah, it's in the interview. <laughs> yeah, we should just stop talking about it and listen to the interview. Yeah, let it roll. Okay, let's let it roll. Well, here we are. I'm Natalie and I are sitting with two of our great friends, Samoa Wilson and Ernesto Gomez. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. Good, good. All good. Where the weed at? <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, here we are. Um, so we brought them in to talk a little bit about themselves and play some music for us. And uh, let's start. Can you guys just uh, talk about... Well, and we're really introducing you as Fat Boy Wilson and Old Viejo Bones, the musical duo that they do together. Um, what Do you guys mind talking about that for a minute? About how did you guys get together and where did these names come from and where, where are you getting your music from and such things? We met in a jug. <laughs> in Tallahassee. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> uh, what, what's the rest of that? We coalesced in New Orleans mm-hmm. somehow. Yes. And then made it up to, uh, back when, up to New York. When was that? Oof, 2017? Maybe. No, before that. Wasn't it before that? Can't even remember. Yeah, it was It was 2017. We went to New Orleans to visit yep. Jackson, who was living down there. And when we realized we could drink beer while we rode our bikes, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing thing about New Orleans, isn't it? We stayed in an old... We stayed in a... In a in a Airbnb by, I think it was in Bywater. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a large, plush vagina sculpture on the wall above the couch that I slept on. And yeah. she, just where you wanted to be. Just where I wanted to be. And she, um, we were both unprepared for the cold. Uh, it was really cold in New Orleans at that time. It was like January, mid-January we went. It was right before the St. Joan of Arc parade, which was like the first parade that happens for Mardi Gras. Hmm. 
So it was weeks before Mardi Gras. And we just went to visit Jackson. Yeah. And to just have, you know, on the, what was it you said? You were like, you were like, okay, I want to go, but I don't want to sleep on anybody's couch. It's like, I'm not sleeping in any doorways. Yeah, I'm not sleeping in any doorways, <laughs> anybody's couch. I want to get a place and we're just going to chill or have a good time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that. I was not even, it was the first time I let anybody hear me play the ukulele. When we went on that trip to New Orleans, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a soprano ukulele that I had gotten at a farmer's uh, no at a at a flea market mm. for twenty two dollars, and I didn't even know if it was a toy, and I'd been hiding it from all of my musician friends, and learning <laughs> it, and I uh, I let Gomez Gomez had a, he had work that he was doing remote. And so he would be busy until like one in the afternoon. I came with my laptop. I came with all the stuff I needed to do, to do work. And then we would coordinate the day and go out on bike rides, or we would. We weren't even a band at that time. We were like friends that played yeah. here, Jalopy. Uh, we met through Ernie Vega, who was running the Spotlight uh, Review, in what was the name of that place? The Old Gaslight. Mm-hmm, on McDougal Street. So we met then, like in 2008, I think. Maybe. <clears throat> or after that, I'm not sure. It was one of those years uh, back then, whenever that Spotlight review was. Yeah. And then we continued being friends, and then we were like, finally, one day we were like, man, we want to go to New Orleans, visit Jackson. Oh, let's go. So we figured it out, and we went. I know that you've been singing your whole life, so, but you hadn't been playing instruments before then? The uke was your first? Well, uh, my mom's boyfriend, when I was 12 years old, was a luthier. Oh. His name was Greg Walter. Um, and he was a great, great friend of mine, early musical mentor. And he rebuilt this old 1940s Gibson parlor guitar for me and taught me how to play it. Um, and I worked on it really hard for about two years, but I didn't really progress very well. And all the mostly boys that were playing instruments around me that had started playing music at the same time as me were like way, 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 way better. And everybody just wanted me to sing, so I put the guitar away and I just kept on singing and didn't accompany myself until I was in my, you know, like 42 or something like that, I was like, I'm going to learn how to accompany myself. <laughs> that's great. So that's how it happened. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and in New Orleans, we weren't a band yet. We were just friends there hanging out. And then we played a couple of shows just as guests. We, we went up and did some songs together. Again, I didn't <clears throat> sing, but we did uh, just together because I just I could not let anybody hear me play the instrument. Um, we did a couple of rags. Mm-hmm. We did like uh, jug band music. Mm-hmm. We did careless love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, careless love. I knew. And we did. We just like Blues over the, the bottle, course of the ten days maybe. that we were hanging out in New Orleans, we worked up three songs. Yeah. Then when we came back to New York, a month later, we went to Ernie Vega's open mic night here at Jalopy. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, we're going to play a trick on him and we're going to sign up 
Secretly. <laughs> Secretly, yeah. So we made that where the names came phony from? names. They were just corny names for <laughs> the open mic night. Yeah. It was a joke that we thought he was going to know us right away. Bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had to th- we had to think about it in like two minutes and be like, well, what are the names? And then uh, Farrell was in the uh, habit of calling Wilson Fat Boy. Or there was something about calling you Fat Boy. Oh, Samoa's a fat boy. And, uh, <laughs> and then I like calling her Wilson because that's her, her, that's her, her last name, but it's like kind of like her, her masculine persona. It's Wilson. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and, uh, and my name, just old viejo bones, I, I don't know, that just kind of happens quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a funny thing to put together. Uh, name wise, I mean, it's a long ass title. Like, who wants to be called Fat Boy Wilson and Old Viejo Bones? But I thought it's it was, way too long, yeah. Yeah, it's way too long. It's terrible I've, for an Instagram. I've always been of the opinion that longer <clears throat> names were better. Right. I don't know. It, 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 names have become so short in the world now. Yeah. Well, I'm coming you know, from Brotherhood of the Jug Band Blues. Yeah, exactly. And the Fraternal Order of the Society Blues and. I don't even know. I forgot all the other bands I played with. Oh, East River String Band. That's not long, but John and Eden's East River String Band. I played with them. Boggs Visionary Orchestra I played with for a while. Uh, Swamp Belly. uh, Played with an R&B singer named Omalewa for a while. Um, And then Delta Dreambox with Bliss Blood. And I can't remember who else few other people that I've stepped in and played in their bands. Yeah. Night of a Thousand Stars was <laughs> a band. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like, we used to play at the, what was it? was the Iceberg Bar by behind Port Authority. Played a few, a few shows there. Played with Ish Marquez um, and the Lonesome Crew. That was his band, but this is we're talking like nineteen late nineteen nineties now. Hmm. So yeah, hence old viejo bones because I've been around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and that's when you first came to Jalopy. You were playing with Bliss Blood. Yeah, so we had um, she had a way of booking shows all over the place, and she would play at uh, Barbess and uh, Parkside Lounge and. East Village, is that right? It's like on Houston. I love the Parkside Lounge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was playing with a really... I played in the band because I was a fan of the piano player. This guy, his name is Timothy Dick. He has a, a band called uh, Old Lang Syne. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Old Lang Old Lang yeah. The New Year's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're an amazing band uh, that goes around and plays... Uh, he he has a new video out that I, I saw recently that I was just like, oh, I fell in love with the song. But uh, he was a piano player at Delta Dreambox, and I just wanted to mm. play harmonica behind his piano. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were friends from Swamp Belly, Swamp Belly days um, with Jose Delhard and with uh, Alex Telebaris, uh, a.k.a. Hieronymus Boggs. Um yeah, and then, uh, you know, during that time period, um, I was just moving around a lot, and I was working at a place called Showman Fabricators. 
<coughs> which is a scenery company that was based in Red Hook. Yeah. So for me to come here, I used to go to the bar. I used to go to Phil's on the corner to get food. <laughs> yeah. For lunch, and then we used to, and then Moonshine opened. We used to go to Moonshine, and I was in a band called the Brooklyn Jugs when Moonshine opened. Yeah. And it was based out of the scenery company. It was a group of us that worked together. And then the Brooklyn Jugs, um, you know, they, they, they broke apart uh, probably around 2003. Yeah, so just then. before we opened. 2002, you, you 2003. Here, did you? No, no, but we remember Moonshine because yeah. it was a new bar, I guess. We were mostly going to Lily's and to uh, Sonny's and. Um, you know, when Lily's was around, that was that was the bar to go to. And oh, yeah, then, that place was great. And Montero's. We used to go to Montero's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But we played uh, a few other places here in the neighborhood and in Carroll Gardens. And uh, Sparky's was a, was a cool Irish bar that was on uh, Court Street. It's, I don't remember that one. It, was, it, it disappeared. I remember when it closed, but we played there. Um, so what was, what was your first impression of Jalopy? When you came here with Delta Dreambox, so I came in and it was like a, it was like a shiny new nickel, but not so shiny. It had like, <laughs> it had a lot of tarnish on it, but it was a beautiful yeah. nickel. And you're in here and like the the format that you guys had set up with the stage and the pews, and um, I don't know, how, I don't think that many people came to that show. That was really early on. Yeah, it was really early on. Not very many people came and I know she for a had, long time. I know she had a mailing list, and she would email people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like there was a fair amount of people, enough fans that were there, um, that I was like, wow, this place is great. I love this place. And I remember talking to you, too. I was just like, ah, oh, I know oh, some yeah. other bands. And I don't know if did Swamp Billy ever play here, <coughs> or so. Boggs Visionary Orchestra. Boggs Visionary Orchestra definitely played here. Yeah, so I might have been here for that, too. Yeah. Um, I used to ask everybody. Like, yeah. Do you know any bands that might play here? Any, yeah. Anyone who would actually talk to me. Yeah. And Boggs Visionary Orchestra would be one of them. Yeah, Maybe they I, were really cool. I remember. That. I might not have been around to perform, but I may have stopped to see the show or something. I don't remember, but. Um, at that time, I I was I was in between bands. I was playing with Alex Battles in a band called Banjorama, oh, where yeah. we were just all banjos, and I played harmonica, and we'd play like parties on a bus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or like somebody's bachelor party, or some some silly. Yeah. And uh, again, we would jam in the backyard of Lily's too. We would just show up and jam in the backyard while some show happened inside. Now, I remember a young Hillary Hawk oh, yeah. coming to play, and, and she was learning banjo. <laughs> so if you can imagine that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then that lasted several years, and, uh, you know, Artie Style, the jug man who, you know, rest in peace, Artie, you bastard. Um, rest in peace, Artie. He... Went from playing in the Brooklyn Jugs with us to playing in Banjarama and then becoming really good friends with Alex Battles. And then um, we stopped doing Banjarama because people started to kind of drift apart. And then we went and ahead. And started the Whiskey Rebellion. And he was doing Whiskey Rebellion already. That, was, oh, that yeah. was his band, yeah. And already started playing in that band too, just showing up with a jug and playing the Whiskey Rebellion. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, at that time, this was a new place. We were like, oh, it's cool, and it's right next to Moonshine. So we like, we can go get you know some drinks at Moonshine, either during or after. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were like, oh, what's gonna what's gonna happen here? This is kind of cool. Wow, Red Hooks changing. <laughs> we're like, oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> but I love the place, and I saw you had the instruments up on the wall, and um, photos and like artwork, and I really liked it. Uh, the brick walls. And I remember talking about this place. Then at the same time, I was seeing the Otis Brothers play in oh. various places in the city. I had I had gotten a, a, a banjo lesson, a few banjo lessons from Shlomo Pesco. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Shlomo was like, oh, you know, I teach lessons here, but, you know, I could teach them at my house, too, for a little cheaper. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go to your house. And I remember going to his house. His house was full of instruments and it was kind of yeah, crazy. Just a few blocks away. Yeah. And um, he told me one day, oh, you know, because he was in a band called the Gowanus Canal Hotshots with Trip Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Right? And a few other folks. So a few of the, like, the old school crew yeah. of uh, bluegrass and old time musicians from, from Brooklyn. But uh, I wanted to see those guys because I heard about them. Because Trip, to me, Trip Henderson, always a legend. Yeah, I heard yeah. about Trip 10 years before I met him uh, from someone that heard me playing harmonic. And he's like, oh, you're a pretty good kid, but you want to hear the best. <laughs> you got to hear Trip Henderson. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, all right. Then I, uh, Shlomo was like, well, you want to see Gowanus Canal Hotshot? Sure, but you got to stick around for the Otis Brothers who are going to play after. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, That's Otis Brothers? Who are these Pat guys? Pat Conti and, and Bob, and Bob Gaida. Yeah, so then I... Went to the show in the, at the Ethical Culture Society up by Prospect Park. Showed up late for the Gowanus Canal Hotshots, which I was like, damn it, I missed it again. But then uh, I cut like their last two songs. But then I stayed for the Otis Brothers, and then boom. That was like, just yeah. changed my life. Um, yeah, they, they came on here early. We, we yeah, yeah, that's how really, I ended really up really also soon. connecting with Jalopy, because... I you guys had a guitar on the wall and it was a black K, um, beautiful kind of a big bodied black uh, K guitar and I was looking for a guitar, and that one really stood out to me. And you told me I remember back then you were like, "Oh yeah, that belongs to Bob Guida," <clears throat> and, I, and I was like, "Huh?" So then I called Pat. I think that's what happened. Is I called Pat Conti and I'm like, "Yo." Um, like I would say yo to Pat and say yo and I said I said hey Pat I want to buy this guitar what do you know about it he's like oh that's Bob's guitar yeah yeah you should call him and ask him like how much you know he'll give you a good price yeah yeah ask Bob so then I call Bob and he's like oh yeah you like that guitar the black K huh yeah 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 <laughs> well I'll, I'll give it to you for this much um, seeing that it's you and I'll, you know, because they, they used to, I, I took a shine to them, and then they, they ended up being like, oh, this kid's all right. You know, yeah. he's coming to the shows. Uh, and at the same time, Eli Smith was finding out about the Otis Brothers as well. And he and I were starting a band together, the Jug Band, the Brother of the Jug Band Blues, <coughs> with Artie and with Steve Strohmeyer, uh, Brooklyn Slim. And uh, we were like, oh, we should hang out with the Otis brothers. Eli had a show called the Don Home Radio Show. Yeah. And he has an episode on there 
where uh, he and I go to Queens to Bob's house, get in the pool in the back with the Otis <laughs> brothers. So we're hanging out in Bob's <laughs> pool in Queens. And, uh, and then afterwards we have like Italian deli sandwiches and we just start talking. Then we go down to their basement and interview them. And it was, it was pretty cool. Oh. But yeah, at that point, I already knew Bob, and I hadn't bought the guitar yet. But then he was like, "Oh, yeah, it's this much." He gave it to me for a little less. Yeah, so that's that's my relationship with Jalopy. And then, of course, comes the day that Bob died, and I was here, and you guys, you had, you told me while I was there, and I was like, "What?" It was like a crazy news to yeah. hear. And, um, yeah, and then I, I pretty much just cemented my relationship with Jalopy, I think, was, like, things like that happening at certain points. And, um, yeah, then I started volunteering for stuff. And yeah. And uh, Eli started the, the folk festival with you guys. And, yeah, and then the Jug Band would come and play here all the time. Yeah, we did play here a lot. Yeah, we do. We had done Roots and Ruckus at the Village Ma when it was in Manhattan. And then... When Roots and Ruckus moved here, we played here a bunch. And then, of Speaking course... Speaking of playing, why yeah. don't you guys play us a tune? Oh, man, what a segue. Uh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, what do you want to play? Um, <clears throat> well, since we've been talking about all these jug bands, let's do a jug band tune. A jug band tune? Which, which jug band tune should we play? Uh, stuff around. I got a C harp. Okay. So we could play something in G. Or C? Only something in G? Um, Is that the only harp you have? No, I got some other ones. But Cause you could do, uh, uh, blues in the bottle or cocaine are both in C. If you want to play something in G, that would be... Let's do Ridgewood. That's, is that in G? Yeah, just now.
Excellent. <laughs> That's an original that you guys wrote together? Uh, I wrote that one. I was living in Ridgewood at the time, Ridgewood, Queens, and there was a whole bunch of us Jalopians mm. who were all living in Ridgewood and continued to live there. Um, and it was... Uh, could be real expensive uh, getting back to Ridgewood <laughs> oh, from Jalopy at two o'clock in the morning. Pre Uber days, yeah. <laughs> Pre Uber Lyft days. That's a long ways. <coughs> so there's a discussion of uh, of different um, taxi uh, car services that we used to use. Our favorite guy was Yoni. Yoni was famous for taking us back to Ridgewood, and if we get four of us in one car. It would only be eight dollars. That was that was a nice price. Wow, yeah, a nice surprise. <laughs> that's, that's a forty-five minute drive or something. Isn't it? I uh, guess not at two o'clock. He, he would do it again so, and again so. and again. Like it, like yeah. he would he would take it one one group and then he would come back and take another group. <laughs> get the stragglers. All right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we would just have to wait. You know, on like one hour shifts, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Come back here. Eat some empanadas over at Phil's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was that was only part one. Wow. We have a whole other section, a whole other half hour of Samoa Wilson and Ernesto Gomez, or as they are wonderfully called together, Fat Boy Wilson and Old Viejo Bones. That was a great interview. That was so, a great interview. And that's just so far. And uh, up next, we have the title track of an album by the Brotherhood of the Jug Band Blues that came out in December of 2012 called Killing Me, a band that Ernesto is in. He plays guitar, harmonica, and sings. And Jeff, banjo, too. And banjo, too. Yeah. And Jeff, you're also in this band. Yeah, I was playing bass in it. On that track? Mm-hmm. On all of that record. Amazing. Yeah. And um, included... Recorded right here at, at, in the theater. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Over 10 years ago. Wow. And we're going to listen to the track, mm-hmm. the title track, Killing Me, which is one of my favorite songs, written by Ernesto, and uh, one of my favorite songs that he wrote. It's so good. It's so good. And if you like it enough to head over to the Jalopy Records website and you want to purchase it, included in the download is a very sweet 14-page comic um, that Ernesto took in and it kind of shows a slice of the recording process as well as an additional 16 pages of artwork and the complete lyrics amazing and who was that that did, did that with him was it was Ernesto Gomez and Jess Rulifson excellent yes Jess Rulifson all right let's listen to that here we go
but I had to stop Cause my nervous system, it's the only one I got Oh, killing me I know that it be killing me Well, I used to work a lot, but I had to stop Because I realized that work was only keeping us apart Here we are at the end of our episode with Samoa Wilson and Ernesto Gomez. That was just the first part, so be sure to look out for the second part. And then uh, we just have one last thing. What, what do we have last? Are we going to listen to another Woody Guthrie song as sung by Wyndham Baird? Excellent. Yeah, we're doing uh, So Long, It's Been Good to Know You, very apropos for the end of a show. Thank you again to Nora Guthrie for giving us permission to use Woody Guthrie songs on our podcast. That's very generous, and that's a, a really, it's a great honor to have these on our show. And Wyndham singing them, he's so good at it. So, so good at it. So I guess uh, here comes Wyndham, and we'll see you in the next episode. I've sung this song, but I'll sing it again Of the place that I lived on the wild windy plains In the month called April, the county called Gray Here is what all the people there say So long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you This dusty old dust is getting my home and I've got to be drifting along A dust storm hit, it hit like thunder Dusted us over, covered us under Blocked out the traffic and blocked out the sun Straight for home all the people did run Singing so long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you so long it's been good to know you This dusty old dust is getting my home And I've got to be drifting along 
We'd talk to the end of the world and then We'd sing a song and we'd sing it again We'd sit for an hour and not say a word And then these words would be heard So long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you This dusty old dust is getting my home And I've got to be drifting along Sweethearts sat in the dark and they sparked They hugged and kissed in that dusty old dark They sighed and cried, hugged and kissed Instead of marriage they talked like this Honey, so long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you So long, it's been good to know you This dusty old dust is getting my home And I've got to be drifting alone Now the telephone rang, it jumped off the wall That was the preacher making his call He said, kind friend, this may be the end You've got your last chance at salvation of sin well, The churches were jammed and the churches were packed And that dusty old dust storm blowed so black The preacher could not read a word of his texts And he folded his specs and he took up collections Said so long it's been good to know you so long It's been good to know you so long It's been good to know you This dusty old dust is getting my home And I've got to be drifting along That's the end of the Jalopy Corndog Hour with Natalie Jordan and Jeff Wood. Can't thank you enough for listening. So from all of us at the Jalopy Theater and School of Music, if you're not out there loving each other, you best get to it. So long! <laughs>